0: Welcome to an LDS Guided Meditation and Mindful Reading Companion to The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints Come Follow Me Studies I am your host, Tricia Haney This week's episode covers September 13th through 19th Doctrine and Covenants sections 102 through 105 After much tribulation cometh the blessings If you haven't already, Please join me for my new podcast, Meditative Reading, The Book of Mormon. Let's begin by sitting or laying in a comfortable position in a quiet space. Close your eyes. Be mindful of your breathing. Be aware of the air as it enters and exits your body. Be conscious of the rise and fall of your chest as your breathing deepens. Recognize the air that surrounds you, the warmth or the coolness of it as it touches your skin. Observe your thoughts. This is your time to let go of the past and future worries for a time and to be in the present. If you find your thoughts wandering, gently bring them back to the present by focusing on your breathing. As we continue to relax our bodies, you may choose to incorporate movement by stretching or moving the body part before relaxing it. Or you can choose to remain still Soften your face, your eyebrows, eyes, cheeks, and jaw. Relax your neck and your shoulders. Let the tension Let the tension flow down and out through your legs, ankles, feet, and toes. Scan your body for any places that you still might be holding tension and release it. If you are sitting, straighten your spine, lift your chin, and drop your shoulders. Continue to soften your body while your breathing deepens. Doctrine and Covenants section 102. Minutes of the Organization of the First High Council of the Church at Kirtland, Ohio, February 17, 1834. The original minutes were recorded by Elder Oliver Cowdery and Orson Hyde. The prophet revised the minutes the following day, and the next day the correct minutes were unanimously accepted by the High Council as a form and constitution of the High Council of the Church. Verses 30-32 through have to do with the Council of the Twelve Apostles, were added in 1835 under Joseph Smith's direction when this section was prepared for publication in the Doctrine and Covenants. This day a general council of 24 high priests assembled at the house of Joseph Smith, Jr. by revelation and proceeded to organize the High Council of the Church of Christ, which was to consist of 12 high priests and one or three Presidents, as the case might require. The High Council was appointed by revelation for the purpose of settling important difficulties which might arise in the Church, which could not be settled by the Church or the Bishop's Council to the satisfaction of the parties. Joseph Smith, Jr., Sidney Rigdon, and Frederick G. Williams were acknowledged Presidents by the voice of the Council and Joseph Smith Sr., John Smith, Joseph Cole, John Johnson, Martin Harris, John S. Carter, Jared Carter, Oliver Cowdery, Samuel H. Smith, Orson Hyde, Sylvester Smith, and Luke Johnson, high priests, were chosen to be a standing council for the church by the unanimous voice of the council. The above-named counselors were then asked whether they accepted their appointments, and whether they would act in that office according to the law of heaven, to which they all answered that they accepted their appointment and would fill their offices according to the grace of God bestowed upon them. The number composing the council, who voted in the name and for the church in appointing the above-named counselors, were forty as follows, nine high priests, eleven elders, four priests, and thirteen members. Voted that the high council cannot have power to act without seven of the above named counselors, or their regularly appointed successors are present. These seven shall have the power to appoint other high priests whom they may consider worthy and capable to act in the place of absent counselors. Voted that whenever any vacancy shall occur by the death, removal from office for transgression, or removal from the bounds of this church government of any one of the above named counselors, it shall be filled by the nomination of the president or presidents, and sanctioned by the voice of the general council of high priests, convened for that purpose, to act in the name of the church. The president of the church, who is also the president of the council, is appointed by revelation and acknowledged in his administration by the voice of the church. And it is according to the dignity of his office that he should preside over the council of the church, and it is his privilege to be assisted by two other presidents, appointed after the same manner that he himself was appointed. And in case of the absence of one or both of those who are appointed to assist him, he has the power to preside over the council without an assistant. And in case he himself is absent, the other presidents have power to preside in his stead, both or either of them. Whenever a high council of the Church of Christ is regularly organized, according to the foregone pattern, it shall be the duty of the twelve counselors to cast lots by numbers, and then ascertain who of the twelve shall speak first, commencing with the number one, and so, in succession to number twelve. Whenever this council convenes to act upon any case, the 12 counselors shall consider whether it is a difficult one or not. If it is not, only two of the counselors shall speak upon it, according to the form above written. But if it is thought to be difficult, four shall be appointed, and if more difficult, six. But in no case shall more than six be appointed to speak. The accused, in all cases, has a right to one half of the council to prevent insult or injustice. And the counselors appointed to speak before the council are to present the case. After the evidence is examined in its true light before the council, every man is to speak according to equity and justice. Those counselors who draw even numbers, that is, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, and 12, are the individuals who are to stand up in behalf of the accused and prevent insult and injustice. In all cases the accuser and the accused shall have privilege of speaking for themselves before the counsel. After the evidences are heard and the counselors who are appointed to speak on the case have finished their remarks. After the evidences are heard the counselors, accusers, and accused have spoken the president shall give a decision according to the understanding which he shall have of the case, and call upon the twelve counselors to sanction the same by their vote. But should the remaining counselors, who have not spoken, or any one of them, after hearing the evidences and pleadings impartially, discover an error in the decision of the president, they can manifest it, and the case shall have a rehearing. And if, after a careful rehearing, any additional light is shown upon the case, the decision shall be altered accordingly. But in case no additional light is given, the first decision shall stand, the majority of the council having power to determine the same. In case of difficulty respecting doctrine or principle, if there is not sufficiently written to make the case clear to the minds of the council, the president may inquire and obtain the mind of the Lord by revelation. The high priests, when abroad, have power to call and organize a council after the manner of the foregoing, to settle difficulties when the parties or either of them shall request it. And the said council of high priests shall have power to appoint one of their own number to preside over such council for the time being. It shall be the duty of said council to transmit immediately a copy of their proceedings with a full statement of the testimony accompanying their decision to the High Council of the Seat of the First Presidency of the Church. Should the parties or either of them be dissatisfied with the decision of the said Council, they may appeal to the High Council of the Seat of the First Presidency of the Church, and have a rehearing. which case shall there be conducted according to the former pattern written, as though no such decision had been made. This Council of High Priests abroad is only to be called on the most difficult cases of the church matters, and no common or ordinary case is to be sufficient to call such council. The traveling or located high priests abroad have power to say whether it is necessary to call such a council or not. There is a distinction between the high council or traveling high priests abroad and the traveling high council composed of the Twelve Apostles in their decision. From the decision of the former there can be an appeal but from the decision of the latter there cannot the latter can only be called in question by the general authorities of the church in case of transgression resolved that the president or presidents of the seat of the first presidency of the church shall have power to determine whether any such case as may be appealed is justly entitled to a rehearing after examining the appeal and the evidences and statements accompanying it. The 12 counselors then proceed to cast lots or ballot to ascertain who should speak first. And the following was the result, namely, one, Oliver Cowdrey, two, Joseph Coe, three, Samuel H. Smith, four, Luke Johnson, five, John S. Carter, six, Sylvester Smith, seven, John Johnson, 8. Orson Hyde 9. Jared Carter 10. Joseph Smith Sr. 11. John Smith 12. Martin Harris After prayer, the conference adjourned. Oliver Cowdery, Orson Hyde, Clerks Doctrine and Covenants, Section 103 Revelation given through Joseph Smith the Prophet at Kirtland, Ohio, February 24, 1834. This revelation was received after the arrival in Kirtland, Ohio of Parley P. Pratt and Lyman Wright, who had come from Missouri to counsel with the Prophet as to the relief and restoration of the saints to their land in Jackson County. Verily, I say unto you, my friends, Behold! I will give unto you a revelation and commandment, that you may know how to act in the discharge of your duties concerning the salvation and redemption of your brethren, who have been scattered on the land of Zion, being driven and smitten by the hands of mine enemies, on whom I will pour out my wrath without measure in mine own time. For I have suffered them thus far, that they might fill up the measure of their iniquities, that their cup might be full and that those who call themselves after my name might be chastened for a little season, with a sore and grievous chastisement, because they did not hearken altogether unto the precepts and commandments which I gave unto them. But verily I say unto you, that I have decreed a decree which my people shall realize, inasmuch as they hearken from this very hour unto the counsel which I the Lord their God shall give unto them. Behold, they shall, for I have decreed it, begin to prevail against mine enemies from this very hour. And by hearkening to observe all the words which I, the Lord their God, shall speak unto them, they shall never cease to prevail until the kingdom of the world are subdued under my feet, and the earth is given unto the saints to possess it, for ever and ever. And inasmuch as they keep not my commandments, and hearken not to observe all my words, The kingdoms of the world shall prevail against them. For they were set to be a light unto the world, and to be the saviors of men. And inasmuch as they are not saviors of men, they are a salt that has lost its savor, and is henceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and trodden under foot of men. But verily I say unto you, I have decreed that your brethren which have been scattered shall return to the lands of their inheritance and shall build up the waste places of Zion. For after much tribulation, as I have said unto you in a former commandment, cometh the blessings. Behold, this is the blessing which I have promised after your tribulations, and the tribulations of your brethren, your redemption and the redemption of your brethren, even their restoration to the land of Zion, to be established no more to be thrown down. Nevertheless, if they pollute their inheritances, They shall be thrown down, for I will not spare them if they pollute their inheritances. Behold, I say unto you, the redemption of Zion must needs come by power. Therefore I will raise up unto my people a man, who shall lead them like Moses led the children of Israel. For ye are children of Israel, and of the seed of Abraham, and ye must needs be led out of bondage by power, and with a stretched out arm. And as your fathers were led at the first, even so shall the redemption of Zion be. Therefore, let not your hearts faint, for I say not unto you as I said unto your fathers, Mine angels shall go up before you, but not my presence. But I say unto you, Mine angels shall go up before you, and also my presence, and in time you shall possess the goodly land. Verily, verily, I say unto you, that my servant Joseph Smith, Jr., is the man to whom I likened the servant, to whom the Lord of the vineyard bake in the parable which I have given unto you. Therefore let my servant Joseph Smith, Jr., say unto the strength of my house, my young men and the middle-aged, gather yourselves together unto the land of Zion, upon the land which I have bought with money that has been consecrated unto me. And let all the churches send up wise men with their monies, and purchased lands, even as I have commanded them. And inasmuch as mine enemies come against you, to drive you from my goodly land, which I have consecrated, to be the land of Zion, even from your own lands, after these testimonies, which ye have brought before me against them, ye shall curse them. And whomsoever ye curse, I will curse, and ye shall avenge me of mine enemies. And my presence shall be with you, even in avenging me of mine enemies unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. Let no man be afraid to lay down his life for my sake. For whoso layeth down his life for my sake shall find it again. And whoso is not willing to lay down his life for my sake is not my disciple. It is my will that my servant Sidney Rigdon shall lift up his voice in the congregations of the eastern countries in preparing the churches to keep the commandments which I have given unto them concerning the restoration and redemption of Zion. It is my will that my servant Parley P. Bratt and my servant Lyman Wright should not return to the land of their brethren until they have obtained companies to go up to the land of Zion by tens or by twenties or by fifties or by a hundred until they have obtained the number of five hundred of the strength of my house. Behold, this is my will Asking ye shall receive, but men do not always do my will. Therefore, if you cannot obtain five hundred, seek diligently that preadventure you may obtain three hundred. And if you cannot obtain three hundred, seek diligently that preadventure you may obtain one hundred. But verily I say unto you, a commandment I give unto you, that ye shall not go up unto the land of Zion until you have obtained a hundred of the strength of my house to go up with you unto the land of Zion. Therefore, as I said unto you, ask and ye shall receive, pray earnestly that preadventure my servant Joseph Smith Jr. may go with you and preside in the midst of my people, and organize my kingdom upon the consecrated land, and establish the children of Zion upon the land and commandments which have been and which shall be given unto you. All victory and glory is brought to pass unto you through your diligence, faithfulness, and prayers of faith. Let my servant Parley P. Pratt journey with my servant Joseph Smith, Jr. Let my servant Wyman Wright journey with my servant Sidney Rigdon. Let my servant Hiram Smith journey with my servant Frederick G. Williams. Let my servant Orson Hyde journey with my servant Orson Pratt, whithersoever my servant Joseph Smith, Jr. shall counsel them in obtaining the fulfillment of these commandments which I have given unto you, and leave the residue in my hands. Even so, amen. Doctrine and Covenants section 104, verses 1 through 46. Revelation given to Joseph Smith the prophet at or near Kirtland, Ohio, April 23rd, 1843. Concerning the United Firm The occasion was likely that of a council meeting of members of the United Firm, which discussed the pressing temporal needs of the church. An earlier meeting of the firm on April 10th had resolved that the organization be dissolved. This revelation directs that the firm, instead of being reorganized, Its properties were to be divided among members of the firm as their stewardship. Under Joseph Smith's direction, the phrase United Firm was later replaced with United Order in the Revelation. Verily I say unto you, my friends, I give unto you counsel and a commandment, concerning all the properties which belong to the order which I commanded to be organized and established to be under a united order, and an everlasting order for the benefit of my church, and for the salvation of men until I come, with promise immutable and unchangeable, that inasmuch as those who I commanded were faithful, they should be blessed with a multiplicity of blessings, but inasmuch as they were not faithful, they were nigh unto cursing. Therefore, inasmuch as some of my servants have not kept the commandments, But have broken the covenants through covetousness, and with feigned words, I have cursed them with a very sore and grievous curse. For I the Lord have decreed in my heart, that inasmuch as any man belonging to the order shall be found a transgressor, or in other words, shall break the covenant with which ye are bound, he shall be cursed in his life, and shall be trodden down by whom I will. For I the Lord am not to be mocked in these things. And all this, that the innocent among you may not be condemned with the unjust, and that the guilty among you may not escape, because I the Lord have promised unto you a crown of glory at my right hand. Therefore, inasmuch as you are found transgressors, you cannot escape my wrath in your lives. Inasmuch as you are cut off for transgression, ye cannot escape the buffetings of Satan until the day of redemption. And now I give unto you power from this very hour, that if any man among you, of the order, is found a transgressor, and repenteth not of the evil, that ye shall deliver him over unto the buffetings of Satan, and he shall not have power to bring evil upon you. It is wisdom in me, therefore, a commandment I give unto you, that ye shall organize yourselves and appoint every man his stewardship, that every man may give an account unto me, of the stewardship which is appointed unto him. For it is expedient that I, the Lord, should make every man accountable as a steward over earthly blessings which I have made and prepared for my creatures. I, the Lord, stretched out the heavens, and built the earth my very handiwork, and all things therein are mine. And it is my purpose to provide for my saints, for all things are mine but it must needs be done in mine own way. And behold, this is the way I the Lord have decreed, to provide for my saints, that the poor shall be exalted, in that the rich are made low. For the earth is full, and there is enough to spare. Yea, I prepared all things, and have given unto the children of men to be agents unto themselves. Therefore, if any man shall take of the abundance which I have made, and impart not his portion, according to the law of my gospel, unto the poor and the needy, he shall, with the wicked, lift up his eyes in hell, being in torment. And now verily I say unto you concerning the properties of the order. Let my servant Sidney Rigdon have appointed unto him the place where he now resides, and the lot of the tannery for his stewardship, and his support while he is laboring in my vineyard, even as I will, when I shall command him. And let all things be done according to the counsel of the order, and the united consent or voice of the order, which dwell in the land of Kirtland. And the stewardship and blessing I, the Lord, confer upon my servant Sidney Rigdon, for a blessing upon him, and his seed after him. And I will multiply blessings upon him, inasmuch as he will be humble before me. And again, let my servant Martin Harris have appointed unto him, for his stewardship, the lot of land which my servant John Johnson obtained in exchange for his former inheritance, for him and his seed after him. And inasmuch as he is faithful, I will multiply blessings upon him and his seed after him. And let my servant Martin Harris Devote his monies for the proclaiming of my word, according as my servant Joseph Smith, Jr. shall direct. And again, let my servant Frederick G. Williams have the place upon which he now dwells. And let my servant Oliver Cowdery have the lot which is set off joining the house, which is to be for the printing office, which is lot number one, and also the lot upon which his father resides. And let my servants, Frederick G. Williams and Oliver Cowdery, have the printing office and all things that pertain unto it. And this shall be their stewardship, which shall be appointed unto them. And inasmuch as they are faithful, behold, I will bless, and multiply blessings upon them. And this is the beginning of the stewardship which I have appointed them, for them and their seeds after them. And inasmuch as they are faithful, I will multiply blessings upon them and their seed after them, even a multiplicity of blessings. And again, let my servant John Johnson have the house in which he lives, and the inheritance, all save the grounds which has been reserved for the building of my house, which pertains to that inheritance, and those lots which have been named for my servant Oliver Cowdrey, And inasmuch as he is faithful, I will multiply blessings upon him. And it is my will that he should sell the lots that are laid off for the building up of the city of my saints, inasmuch as it shall be made known unto him by the voice of the Spirit, and according to the counsel of the order, and by the voice of the order. And this is the beginning of the stewardship which I have appointed unto him, for a blessing unto him and his seed after him. And, inasmuch as he is faithful, I will multiply a multiplicity of blessings upon him. And again, let my servant Newell K. Whitney have appointed unto him the house and lot where he now resides, and the lot and building on which the mercantile establishment stands, and also the lot which is on the corner south of the mercantile establishment, and also the lot which the Ashery is situated. And all this I have appointed unto my servant, Newell K. Whitney, for his stewardship, for a blessing upon him and his seed after him, for the benefit of the mercantile establishment of my order, which I have established for my sake in the land of Kirtland. Yea, verily, this is the stewardship which I have appointed unto my servant and K. Whitney, even this whole mercantile establishment, him and his agent, and his seed after him. And inasmuch as he is faithful in keeping my commandment, which I gave unto him, I will multiply blessings upon him and his seed after him, even a multiplicity of blessings. And again let my servant Joseph Smith Jr. have appointed unto him the lot which is laid off for the building of my house, which is forty rod long and twelve wide, and also the inheritance upon which his father now resides. And this is the beginning of the stewardship which I have appointed unto him, for a blessing upon him, and upon his father. For behold, I have reserved an inheritance for his father, for his support. Therefore he shall be reckoned in the house of my servant Joseph Smith, Jr. And I will multiply blessings upon the house of my servant Joseph Smith, Jr., inasmuch as he is faithful, even a multiplicity of blessings. Doctrine and Covenant, section 104, verses 47 through 86. And now a commandment I give unto you concerning Zion that you shall no longer be bound as a united order to your brethren of Zion, only on this wise. After you are organized, you shall be called the United Order of the Stake of Zion, the city of Kirtland, and your brethren, After they are organized shall be called the United Order of the City of Zion. And they shall be organized in their own names, and in their own name. And they shall do business in their own name, and in their own names. And you shall do business in your own name, and in your own names. And this I have commanded to be done for your salvation, and also for their salvation, in consequence of their being driven out and that which is to come the covenants being broken through transgression, by covetousness and feigned work. Therefore, you are dissolved as a united order with your brethren, that you are not bound only up to this hour unto them, only on this wise. As I said, my loan as shall be agreed by this order and council, as your circumstances will admit and the voice of the council direct. And again a commandment I give unto you concerning your stewardship, which I have appointed unto you. Behold, all these properties are mine, or else your faith is vain, and ye are found hypocrites, and the covenants which ye have made unto me are broken. And if the properties are mine, then ye are stewards, otherwise ye are no steward. But verily I say unto you, I have appointed unto you to be stewards over mine house, even stewards indeed. And for this purpose I have commanded you to organize yourselves, even to print my word, the fullness of my scriptures, the revelations which I have given unto you, and which I shall, hereafter, from time to time give unto you, for the purpose of building up my church and kingdom on the earth, and to prepare my people for the time when I shall dwell with them, which is nigh at hand. And ye shall prepare yourselves for a place of treasury, and consecrate it unto my name. And ye shall appoint one among you to keep the treasury, and he shall be ordained unto this blessing. And there shall be sealed upon the treasury, and all the sacred things shall be delivered into the treasury. And no man among you shall call it his own, or any part of it, for it shall belong to you all with one accord. And I give unto you from this very hour, and now see to it that ye go to, and make use of, the stewardship which I have appointed unto you, exclusive of the sacred things, for the purpose of printing these sacred things I have said. And the avails of the sacred things shall be had in the treasury, and a seal shall be upon it, and it shall not be used or taken out of the treasury by anyone. Neither shall the seal be loosed, which shall be placed upon it, only by the voice of the order, or by commandment. And thus shall ye preserve the avails of the sacred things in the treasury, for sacred and holy purposes. And this shall be called the sacred treasury of the Lord, and a seal shall be kept upon it, that it may be holy and consecrated unto the Lord. And again there shall be another treasury prepared, a treasury appointed to keep the treasury, and a seal shall be placed upon it. And all monies that you receive in your stewardship, by improving upon the properties which I have appointed to you, in your house or in lands, or in cattle or in all things, save it be holy and sacred writings, which I have reserved unto myself for holy and sacred purposes, shall be cast into the treasury as fast as you receive monies, by hundreds or by fifties or by twenties, or by tens or by fives. Or, in other words, if any man among you obtain five dollars, let him cast them into the treasury or if he obtained ten or twenty or fifty or a hundred let him do likewise and let not any among you say that it is his own for it shall not be called his nor any part of it and there shall not be any part of it used or taken out of the treasury only by the voice of common consent of the order and this shall be the voice of common consent of the order that any man among you say to the treasurer I have need of this to help me in my stewardship if it be five dollars or if it be ten dollars or twenty or fifty or a hundred the treasurer shall give unto him the sum which he requires to help him in his stewardship until he be found a transgressor and it is manifest before the council of the order plainly that he is unfaithfully an unwise steward but so long as he is in full fellowship and is faithful and wise in his stewardship this shall be his token unto the treasurer, that the treasurer shall not withhold. But in case of transgression, the treasurer shall be subject unto the counsel and voice of the order. And in case the treasury is found an unfaithful and an unwise steward, he shall be subject to the counsel and voice of the order, and shall be removed out of his place, and another shall be appointed in his stead. And again, verily I say unto you concerning your debts, Behold, it is my will that you shall pay all your debts. And it is my will that you shall humble yourselves before me and obtain this blessing by your diligence and humility and the prayer of faith. And inasmuch as you are diligent and humble and exercise the prayer of faith, behold, I will soften the hearts of those whom you are in debt until I shall send means unto you for your deliverance. Therefore, Write speedily to New York, and write according to that which shall be dictated by my Spirit. And I will soften the hearts of those to whom you are in debt, that it shall be taken away out of their minds to bring affliction upon you. And inasmuch as you are humble and faithful and call upon my name, behold, I will give you the victory. I give unto you a promise, that you shall be delivered this once out of your bondage. Inasmuch as ye obtain a chance to loan money by hundreds or thousands, even until you shall loan enough to deliver yourself from bondage, it is your privilege. And pledge the properties which I have put into your hands. This once, by giving your names by common consent to otherwise, it shall seem good unto you. I give unto you this privilege, this once. And behold, if you proceed to do the things which I have laid before you, According to my commandments, all these things are mine, and ye are my stewards, and the masters will not suffer this house to be broken up. Even so. Amen. Doctrine and Covenants, Section 105 Revelation given through Joseph Smith the Prophet on Fishing River, Missouri, June 22nd, 1834. Under the leadership of the prophet, saints from Ohio and other areas marched to Missouri in an expedition later known as Zion's camp. Their purpose was to escort the expelled Missouri saints back to their land in Jackson County, Missouri. Missourians who had previously persecuted the saints feared retaliation from Zion's camp, and preemptively attacked some saints living in Clay County, Missouri. After the Missouri governor withdrew his promises to support the saints, Joseph Smith received this revelation. Verily, I say unto you, who have assembled yourselves together, that you may learn my will concerning the redemption of mine afflicted people. Behold, I say unto you, Were it not for the transgressions of my people, speaking concerning the church and not individuals, they might have been redeemed even now. But behold, they have not learned to be obedient to the things which I required at their hands, but are full of all manner of evil, and do not impart of their substance, as becometh saints to the poor and afflicted among them, and are not united according to the union required by the laws of the celestial kingdom. And Zion cannot be built up unless it is by the principles of the law of the celestial kingdom, otherwise I cannot receive her unto myself. And my people must needs be chastened until they learn obedience, if it must needs be by the things which they suffer. I speak not concerning those who are appointed to lead my people, who are the first elders of my church, for they are not all under this condemnation. But I speak concerning the church abroad. There are many who will say, Where is their God? Behold, He will deliver them in time of trouble. Otherwise, we will not go up to Zion and will keep our monies. Therefore, in consequence of transgressions of my people, it is expedient in me that mine elders should wait for a little season for the redemption of Zion that they themselves may be prepared, and that my people may be taught more perfectly, and have experience, and know more perfectly concerning their duty, and the things which I require at their hands. And this cannot be brought to pass until mine elders are endowed with power from on high. For behold, I have prepared a great endowment and blessing to be poured out upon them, inasmuch as they are faithful and continue in humility before me. Therefore, it is expedient in me that mine elders should wait for a little season for the redemption of Zion. For behold, I do not require at their hands to fight the battles of Zion. For, as I said in a former commandment, even so will I fulfill, I will fight your battles. Behold, the destroyer I have sent forth to destroy and lay waste mine enemies, and not many years hence, they shall not be left to pollute mine heritage and to blaspheme my name upon the lands which I have consecrated for the gathering together of my saints. Behold, I have commanded my servant Joseph Smith, Jr., to say unto the strength of my house, even my warriors, my young men and middle-aged, to gather together for the redemption of my people and throw down the tower of mine enemies and scatter their watchmen. But the strength of mine house have not hearkened unto my words. But inasmuch as there are those who have hearkened unto my words, I have prepared a blessing and an endowment for them, if they continue faithful. I have heard their prayers, and will accept their offering, and it is expedient in me that they should be brought thus far for a trial of their faith. And now, verily, I say unto you, a commandment I give unto you, that as many as have come up hither that can stay in the region round about, let them stay. And those who cannot stay, who have families in the east, let them tarry for a little season, inasmuch as my servant Joseph shall appoint unto them. For I will counsel him concerning this matter, and all things whatsoever he shall appoint unto them shall be fulfilled. And let all my people who dwell in the regions round about be very faithful and prayerful and humble before me and reveal not the things which i have revealed unto them until it is wisdom in me that they should be revealed talking not of judgments neither boast of faith nor of mighty works but carefully gather together as much in one region as can be consistently with the feeling of the people and behold I will give unto you favor and grace in their eyes, that you may rest in peace and safety, while you are saying unto the people, Execute judgment and justice for us according to the law, and redress us of our wrongs. Now behold, I say unto you, my friends, in this way you may find favor in the eyes of the people, until the army of Israel becomes very great. And I will soften the hearts of the people, As I did the hearts of Pharaoh from time to time until my servant Joseph Smith Jr. and mine elders, who I have appointed, shall have time to gather up the strength of my house and to have sent wise men to fulfill that which I commanded concerning the purchasing of all the lands in Jackson County that can be purchased and in the adjoining counties round about. For it is my will that these lands should be purchased and after they are purchased, that my saints should possess them according to the laws of consecration which I have given. And after these lands are purchased, I will hold the armies of Israel guiltless in taking possession of their own lands, which they have previously purchased with their monies, and of throwing down the tower of mine enemy that may be upon them, and scatter their watchmen, and avenging me of mine enemies unto the third and fourth generations of them that hate me. But first, let my army become very great, and let it be sanctified before me, that it may become fair as the sun, and clear as the moon, and her banner may be terrible unto all nations. That the kingdoms of this world may be constrained to acknowledge that the kingdom of Zion is in very deed the kingdom of our God and his Christ. Therefore let us become subject unto her laws. Verily I say unto you, It is expedient in me that the first elders of my church should receive their endowment from on high in my house, which I have commanded to be built unto my name in the land of Kirtland. And let those commandments, which I have given concerning Zion and her law, be executed and fulfilled after her redemption. There has been a day of calling, but the time has come for a day of choosing, and let those be chosen that are worthy. And it shall be manifest unto my servant, by the voice of the Spirit, those who are chosen, and they shall be sanctified, and inasmuch as they follow the counsel which they receive, They shall have power, after many days, to accomplish all things pertaining to Zion. And again I say unto you, Sue for peace, not only to the people that have smitten you, but also to all people. And lift up an ensign of peace, and make a proclamation of peace unto the ends of the earth. And make proposals for peace unto those who have smitten you, according to the voice of the Spirit which is in you, and all things shall work together for your good. Therefore, be faithful, and behold and lo, I am with you even to the end. Even so. Amen. It is now time for the self-guided part of today's mindful practice. Please take this time to pray and ponder about those spiritual things in your mind and heart. Use your breathing to remain in the present. Listen to and ponder those things that the Spirit quietly places into your prepared mind. The Spirit can show you great things when you take the time to listen.